Do you feel like motherhood is mundane? A lot of mornings you wake up feeling like you lack joy or purpose. Do you also want to invite God into your mom life, your marriage, and your life in general, but you just don't know how? Do you feel tired, like you have no time, and you're always putting yourself last? Hi, I am Jill Warball a Christian mom life coach, and I'll be showing you each episode how to make time for you, your relationship with Jesus, and others. I'll teach you how to grow with God and apply his word to your everyday life. And most importantly, I'll be cheering you on each week, reminding you that you do have purpose and that you are worthy of a great future. You can find satisfaction in motherhood. I'm going to show you that you can live intentionally with less stress, more joy, all while serving God and others. So grab your Bible and get ready to be transformed. This is the Faithful Mama Podcast, a place where we learn to fill up on Jesus so that we can pour into others. Listen in. Hi, Kara. Hi, Jill. How are you? I am good. I am so um, just excited to be having a conversation with you today because um, I have not had a conversation with, with um, it's been me on the podcast um, a couple of times recently. So I'm excited to be speaking with someone and be learning from someone today. Um, I'm so excited to be here with you. Awesome. So I just want you to tell everyone who you are and what you do and how you arrived at what you do, because it's pretty interesting. And um, I'm just excited for them to um, see how much their health and the Holy Spirit have to do with one another. Yeah, for sure. So first and foremost, my name is Kara Price. And um, my first role in life is uh, to be a wife and to be a mom. My kids are grown now. Uh, My husband and I have been married 29 years this year. And so I've got two grown kids, which has been a fun adventure. And I'm waiting on grandkids. Um, So that's what I do, you know, behind the scenes. And then for what your listeners will be interested in, I am a nutrition coach and a food blogger. I do all the content creation and um, write recipes and create recipes at the Nourished Body and Soul. And the way I really got into this was back way back in 2008, I got really, really sick. I woke up one morning um, right at the end of October and I just didn't feel good. I couldn't quite put a finger on exactly what it was, but it was sort of in my stomach and I just didn't feel great overall. And honestly really thought I had eaten too much Halloween candy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I kind of just like took some Tums and, you know, made it through the day on chicken broth and thought, well, I'll feel better tomorrow. Well, I woke up the next day and I didn't feel better. And that just went on day after day after day for two to three months before I finally was like, I've got to get some help with this. So, I uh, went on kind of a journey that took about three years. I saw three different doctors. Uh, The first doctor basically threw medicine at me and said, take this, it'll make your stomach feel better. And it did for sure, but she didn't tell me about the severe side effects. Uh, So I had to end up getting off that medicine. And then the second doctor I saw did a colonoscopy. And when I woke up, he said, 
you know, everything looks great. And he basically kind of told me I was making up my symptoms that, that they weren't real. Mm. And so then the third doctor, um, spent about a year running just a myriad of tests on me. I mean, it was over and over and, um, I spent thousands of dollars on tests and he could really just never come to a conclusion as to why I didn't feel good. And by this point in the journey, it had moved from my stomach to my joints, my skin. I was lethargic. I just pretty much all of me wasn't working correctly. So I had a friend refer me to a naturopathic doctor and I really didn't want to go. I was pretty much done with doctors. I had resolved myself to being sick forever, but I went because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I didn't want her to think that I didn't respect her opinion of this person. And so I went in and all I remember in that room that day was he had a picture of Jesus hanging on the wall and he spent two hours listening to me and he did a physical exam on me. And that day he said, um, I believe you have some serious food allergies and I think you have a thyroid condition. And that was just by physical exam. So he ran blood work. And two weeks later, I went back into his office to get the results. And he looked at me and he said, I don't know how you're walking around. He said, all of your hormones are basically at zero. And he said, and, and to top that off, you have a severe allergy to milk and eggs. And so you know, following his advice, I, I started on some thyroid medicine, ended up finding out later that I have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease. And so we've dealt with that, you know, one direction, but then the food allergy side of it, um, he, he was like, you know, you've got to take milk and eggs out of your life. And he said, I also am really going to advise you to take gluten out too, because of your thyroid condition. So I kind of was like, a deer in headlights. I'm like, what do I do here? What do I eat? Right. And, uh, so I just started doing research and, you know, trying to find recipes that I could cook that would fit into the category of not having milk, eggs, and gluten. And everything started coming up paleo. So I pretty much adopted that way of life and a traditional paleo, you can have eggs. I just left those out. Um, so I, I sort of adopted that way of life and just started eating that way. And I started trying to rewrite all the recipes that I normally had made for my family in a way that I could eat them too. I tried for a little bit just to do like the, I'm going to cook myself a meal and cook my kids and husband their own meal. And that was crazy. Right. right. And so I just started rewriting things. Well, after about a year of that, friends and family were saying, oh, could you give me that recipe? And I was like, wait, what? You want the recipe that I wrote? And I was really finding joy in figuring out how to make things in a way that I could eat that included more whole foods. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'll just put all this on a blog. Like, let me just put it out there so it's easy for people to find. Not really expecting a whole lot from it. Just kind of thought, well, this will be a fun little venture. So I started that in 2016 and um, people immediately began asking me for health advice and nutrition advice. And I kept saying, I can't help you with that. I'm not qualified to do that. And after a little while, I thought, well, let me just get qualified. So I got certified as a nutrition coach the following year. And, um, in that time from, from the time I got well to the time that I started the food blog, I kind of went on this three year spiritual journey with the Lord as my body was healing. He also was revealing some spiritual things to me that 
parts of me spiritually in my soul were broken. And one of the things that he revealed to me was that I had some serious disordered eating. When I switched the way I was eating to more of a paleo way, I began to realize, ooh, I, I used to binge a lot and then I would restrict a lot. And when I went through my nutrition certification and I learned about disordered eating, I was like, oh my goodness, this makes so much sense. This was me. I just didn't have words for it at the time in which the Lord was showing it to me. And through that whole process, he really healed me from that. And he healed me. One morning I was reading Romans and Romans 8.1, which is a verse that I've read thousands of times, and I'm sure that you have and your listeners have too, you know, talks about the fact that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the thing, one of the things I used to struggle with so much was binging and then feeling guilty about it. And when I would feel guilty, I would basically hide from God until I could behave in my food choices. Yeah. And um, so he really revealed to me in that moment I remember distinctly that morning reading that verse and it was like, he was like, there's no condemnation. Why are you hiding? Why are you feeling guilty about food and why are you hiding? And through a series of events, he began to show me how my self-control, what I thought was willpower, I would say I have no willpower. He said, no, you don't. None of us have enough willpower, but you have self-control because you have the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. You have self-control. And through all of these things that the Lord revealed to me um, in taking my nutrition coaching to a place where I didn't want to just teach people how to eat because I felt like that would never really last. You know, it's just like a diet. It doesn't last. I mean, you you see success when there's rules and, and diets going on, but eventually, I mean, we all probably have been on a diet where we thought, well, that worked, but I regained weight. Um, but it's because it's just rules with no like heart change and no reason why. And so because of all that, um, combined together, the Lord really showed me this way and he showed me this plan. One day I was walking my dog. Um, I take my dog on a two mile walk every day. I was walking my dog and I remember I was just walking and I was just thinking through all the things he had showed me about food freedom and about how I was free in the spirit to enjoy anything I wanted, how I could have self-control, I could eat cookies and still maintain a healthy weight. And um, he really just literally put this plan together for me on my walk that day um, and gave me the name of it. And it's called God's Undiet. And it's a 40-day course where I teach women basically how to figure out their why, how to change their heart how to keep the Holy Spirit present and what they choose to eat and whether or not that's, you know, cookies and ice cream or whether that's chicken and broccoli. Um, And it's just a, it's a life changing way. And since he gave me that about four years ago, um, I have helped hundreds of women have gone through the program and it's just, it's amazing the changes that happen for people whenever they realize they can live their life freely and eat real food and not have to, you know, abide by diet rules. And at the end of it, we, I help women get to a place where they get to write their own guidelines, right? So for 40 days, there's guidelines um, for the program that come along with a lot of grace. And then at the end of it, we, we write their own guidelines. I help them figure that out. So, and then um, beyond that, you know, I do your, your typical nutrition coaching, but um, it's not like I'm going to ever tell anyone exactly what to eat or how many calories to eat or, you know, 
working on macros, those types of things. It's very much based in, um, you know, with the Holy spirit in food freedom, because I really believe that he wants us to live abundantly in our health and our health is designed specifically so that we can live an abundant life to serve him primarily and to serve others that he's put in our life. That's awesome. It's so amazing how I ask the question with every person I interview, like how they ended up doing what they do. And it's just so amazing to hear how God uses like our biggest struggle or our pain for his glory, like every time. And and then it goes on and it, it changes so many people because of what they've gone through. There's always so much purpose in, in our pain. And it's just so amazing. Yeah. It's so stories. It's absolutely so true. And you know, it's, it's funny because during the three years in which I was so sick, I mean, I begged and prayed and pleaded for God to take that away and to just show me what it was, you know, that would make me well. And like I said, at the end of that three years before I saw my current doctor, I really had just resolved, okay, well, he's never going to heal me. And, um, you know, but now looking back, had I've not gone through that, I wouldn't have the freedom that he's given me surrounding food. And really that physical manifestation of pain, it was not because I had disordered eating, but I wouldn't have the freedom from the disordered eating if I hadn't gone through the physical part of it. And it was really through that whole process where he taught me so much about how interconnected we are as body, mind, and spirit and soul, right? We're, we're one being and we cannot be separated. And, um, and it's funny because I talked to a lot of women who are like, wait a minute, you want to bring God into my nutrition? And, And I'm always like, yes, absolutely. Because it, God isn't just there for salvation alone, Right He's there for our abundant life in every area. And right. you can't say that you trust God fully, fully without trusting him in your nutrition. I mean, you would, you wouldn't make a decision to change jobs or buy a house or, you know, some major thing in your life without stopping and praying. Why would you eat a cookie without stopping and praying? Even if that is simply God, thank you for the taste buds that you get, gave me to enjoy this cookie. Right. So it's just including him in everything brings so much freedom and so much abundance. Yeah. I know a lot of people think that like a lot of Christians sometimes believe like we're not supposed to care about our bodies. Right. It's such a, it's like, wow. Like what would ever give you that idea? Right. (laughs) And and he created our bodies. Yes, absolutely. He cares about them not caring about our bodies goes completely against them. Why did Jesus heal people physically on earth? Right. I mean, he, he absolutely healed physically because he knew that our bodies are important. Yep. So, so as we were talking a little bit earlier and you, while you were talking about how like the Holy spirit said, like you don't said to you, like, or someone said to you, I don't know if you said like you were speaking with someone or if like when you were praying, God kind of, like spoke to your heart and, and said like, yeah, like you don't have the willpower, but you have the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit gives you the fruit of self-control. Right. So how like, can, how can we, as the listeners today, like teach us like a little bit about that? How can we use the Holy spirit as a guide to self-control, um, 
in this. Yeah, kind of absolutely. Their bodies. Absolutely. What I teach uh, women in the program and, you know, just any woman that I work with is if you are a believer and you have the Holy Spirit living in you and the Bible tells us that one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control, then you have all the self-control in the world. And, it, you know, a common thing, I'm sure even you've heard it. Anyone who's not even in nutrition has heard it like, oh, I have no willpower. Right. Um, and I was saying that I was saying, I have no willpower. Why do I, you know, want to eat well, but then I end up eating 12 cookies. What's going on here? And that was during that time in which the Lord was revealing how there was no condemnation in his spirit in my life. He also said, you know, you don't have enough willpower on your own. You really aren't okay to try and eat healthy. You've got to include the spirit in that self-control. And so the practical way that I teach women to do that is, you know, for example, an issue that a lot of people struggle with is you, you wake up in the morning and you think today's going to be the day I'm going to really, you know, really eat healthy. And by two o'clock in the afternoon, everybody's like, where's the cookie and the big latte with all the sugar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we're dying. We're, we're so tired by two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and so, so what I teach women is stop for just a minute. We're going to be mindful. We're going to stop and think about the Holy spirit and where is he in this? And All you need to do is to stop and have a conversation with him and listen to what he tells you. You tell him, hey, this is what's going on. I'm really tired today. I really need some energy. And he may say, go ahead and have a cookie and the big sugary latte. He might say that. He might also say, why don't you eat a bowl of blueberries with some nuts on it and, you know, add a little bit of yogurt on there. Something that will give you the same energy, but it takes more of the self-control and where self-control really comes into place. If you think about Paul talked about, Hey, I can do anything I want, but not all things are beneficial. And so this is where we find the balance of things, right? I can have the cookie and latte, but is that really beneficial to me? Is that moving me towards being healthier or is that moving me towards feeling sluggish in two hours? And so it's just the stopping and being mindful and asking the Holy Spirit, hey, what should I do here? And when we will truly do that and not be flippant about it, it brings us the freedom to say, okay, so I think I'm going to go ahead and choose the cookie and the latte. I know that might not be the most beneficial thing to me, but I have the freedom to do it. So I'm going to choose to do that but I'm going to choose to do it in self-control. And what that looks like is I'm going to have half a cookie and a small latte instead of, you know, three cookies and a large latte. And at that point, I'm going to thank the Lord for giving me taste buds for enjoying it. I'm also going to thank him for giving me self-control to actually taste this food, to enjoy it and to move on, not feel guilty, not feel shame, just move on. And that means that my dinner still gets to be the chicken and broccoli and, you know, sweet potatoes. I don't need to now, because I did that at two o'clock, I don't need to go, oh, well, the whole day's ruined. Let me run out and, you know, buy a Big Mac with French fries and drink a soda with it. I, I can just, I can just eat the cookie and drink the latte and be fine. Or I might feel like the Lord's saying, you know what? Hey, you're really tired. And that's why you're really craving some carbs to give you energy why don't you eat the berries and the nuts and drizzle a little honey on there to give you some sweetness and get in bed an hour earlier tonight. 
so it's just, it's finding that balance of where is the Holy Spirit in this? And if we're, I feel like if we're really seeking health over the love of the world for what our body looks like, then we're really going to lean into what is he saying? God doesn't want you to live your life like never enjoying food. He wouldn't have given us taste buds. He right. wouldn't have created all the feast in the Old Testament. He wouldn't have left us with the Lord's Supper to remember him by. Okay. And I'm not saying that the Lord's Supper is like, oh, we don't, we don't sit and be like, oh, wow, this wafer is so good. But it's still something we taste, right? It's something we eat because he knows how important food is in our life. And he doesn't expect us to, on our child's birthday, be like, oh, sorry, I'm on a diet. I can't have a piece of cake. Right. I mean, how much freedom is that? That's miserable. Like you gave birth or adopted, or you have a child, no matter what you're sacrificing your life for that child, eat the cake for heaven's sakes. <laughs> um, so it's finding that balance, right. And that self-control getting rid of the guilt and the shame and just learning how to incorporate talking to the Holy spirit and being mindful of his presence in all the choices we make. Yeah. So I, I think that many women don't, um, see how God sees them and they don't have a perspective of how God kind of sees their body. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they don't treat it the way that necessarily our body should be treated. Right. So having that foundation of, you know, of how God sees our bodies is so important in my mind, um, in order to treat it the way that God wants us to treat it. <laughs> so how do you teach women to like lose or maintain weight through the perspective of how God sees our bodies? Hey mamas, so you want to homeschool, but you're worried about your child's socialization. I get it. That was us too. But Classical Conversations believes that education is best experienced together. Once a week, we get together with our community and we learn as parents and students. Classical Conversations provides homeschool families with local communities for opportunities for socialization, support, and encouragement. I honestly could not do this without them. In community, a trained licensed director guides both the students and the parents alike through a proven Christ-centered curriculum rooted in the classical model. To find a Classical Conversations community near you, visit classicalconversations.com backslash faithful. And that's faithful with two L's. Again, that's classicalconversations.com backslash faithful. I know you'll love this community as much as we do. Homeschool is possible with Classical Conversations. Yeah, God, I mean, he created our bodies after his own image. So he sees our bodies as good. I mean, we can go all the way back to Genesis and see that, you know, when God created man and woman, he said that it was good, right? Right. We we're created in his image. And so he sees our bodies as beautiful. And I have a, on my website, I have a um, blog post. My website's broken down into categories. And one of those is called for your soul. And all of those posts have to do with how 
your health and your spiritual life are intertwined. <clears throat> and I have a post on there called God's, I think it's called God's letter to your body. And in that, you know, it goes through talking about how so often there's so many conversations in women, right. That are like, Oh my goodness, my arms are so fat or, you know, I can't fit into that. Cause I need to lose 10 pounds. We hear our friends say that. Right. And we, we always say like, Oh, you're not either. Don't say that, you know, you're beautiful. Yet we say those things to ourselves in the mirror, right? Right. Um, and as believers, though, what we're doing basically is we're criticizing God and we're saying, you didn't create my body right. Right. Um, and granted, I know that some of our weight issues definitely are self-induced. We've, we've dieted and then we've gone off those diets and we've eaten too much and we've had no self-control and that's all well and good. But just because we're not at the weight that we feel like we need to be, and that's, you know, weight is a whole nother issue because- weight charts and the weights that we think we want to be at because we remember what we weighed when we were 12, you know, is so not realistic for those of us, especially who've had children, um, and anybody beyond like 22. (laughs) Um, and so we have to really stop for a minute and, and evaluate whether or not a weight goal is really what we need to be focusing on. But back to the body question, I mean, we're literally criticizing God for the way he created our bodies. And so I feel like if we can instead train our minds to look in the mirror at ourselves and compliment our bodies, and it's so hard, but, um, you know, for years I struggled with, um, not liking my legs and bottom. I mean, I'm just built where I'm pear shaped and everything on bottom is bigger. And, um, I finally came to a point where I was like, no, my legs take me on walks. My legs are good. Right. And so I literally spent weeks standing naked in front of my mirror, telling myself that my legs were good and it's just changing our focus and our mindset. And basically, you know, it's the old adage of, do you see the, the glass half empty or half full? Well, look at your body. I mean, we could all criticize our bodies in some way, but instead, if we look at the good that God created us for, yeah, we, we might not be in the size of clothing we want to be in. We might not physically feel the way we want to feel. And maybe that does mean that we need to implement some self-control and we need to make changes in what we eat. But still, the criticizing of our bodies is basically what holds us back. I mean, we're we're basically tearing ourselves down and we're not allowing God to come in and allowing his spirit to say like, your body is actually good. You know, often um, a lot of things I hear from women in their like mid thirties who are are just beyond that season of having children. Um, They've, they've finished giving birth to all the children that they are going to have, you know, is like, Oh my goodness. Like my body changed. Oh my. Okay. Well, yeah, your body changed and look what you've got in reward. Right. Right. And so it's, let's stop criticizing. Okay. Well, I got stretch marks on my tummy or, you know, things are just a little bit looser than they used to be. Well, that's okay. I mean, so it, again, it goes back to, are we looking for the, the world's approval of what our body looks like, or are we actually looking for health? And, um, you know, I really try to coach women, to let's, let's find the health side of it. Let's there, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight and have a body that looks nice. There is nothing wrong with it, but those need to be like extra benefits. Those are like sprinkles on your cupcake, right? right. Um, so the cupcake itself is 
let's pursue health. Let's eat well to feel well. Let's move well to feel well. Let's do all these things so that we feel good enough to serve the people in our lives and to, you know, be able to answer the call when the church calls and says, um, you know, Mrs. Jones is 92 and she needs to move. Can you come carry boxes for her? Yes, I can, because I feel good. And, right. you know, so it's, it's like, okay. And if I'm doing all those things, then the way my body looks, it's going to come along. It's going to be the sprinkles on the cupcake. Right. That's, that's, it's so crazy because as soon as I started to realize that like God cares about everything, I started to apply it to my health and it's, it's amazing how he actually changed my perspective of, um, dieting and exercise to, I'm not, I'm not worried about the outer appearance. (laughs) Like I want, I am worried about I want you to feel good. I want you to be able to, you to be able to pick up those babies. I want you to be able to garden and all, you know, all the things that, um, you know, take care of your home and run after them, your kids, you know, outside and jump on the trampoline with them. Like, that's what I'm concerned about. All the things that bring me glory. I want you to be able to do. And if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to do them. Right. And so I am, I went from like, thinking I needed to work out every day, like eat a specific way to now, like I do the type of exercise that I enjoy. Right. Like, and some days I don't do it at all and I'm totally okay with it. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. And that's the freedom that he offers us to live in. Right. And you know, the other thing is I feel like with a lot of women, I really work on, uh, we work on identity because, a lot of times if we don't truly know our identity and who we are in Christ, we can't let go of the seeking the world's approval for what we look like. We can't let go of diet rules because it's, it's too scary. One of the things that I, um, a lot of times if I'm asked to teach, you know, on something I teach on fear and love, basically people who live in fear are the, the people who come to me and say, I need to lose 10 pounds by May 25th when I have a high school reunion. And the reason that is fear is because that is, I want those people to like me because I look good. Right. But if we live in love, someone comes to me and says, I need to lose 10 pounds because I need to be able to run and play with my daughter. Right. That person ends up having the long-term success because their why is based in love. Yeah. person who just wants to lose 10 pounds because of the fear of not being liked for how they look is the person that will probably lose their 10 pounds. But the minute that that event is over, they go back to, you know, it just uncontrolled eating and then they gain back 20, right? Right. Um, and, and I've seen this play out in real life. And so I have actually gotten pretty specific when, when I do a consultation call with a a new potential client, you know, I'm pretty specific. This is the way that I approach things. We approach things through very much a, a God lens. Where is God in this situation and how can we use the Holy spirit? And I will not be the coach, the nutrition coach that ever gives you a, a macro plan or, 
it tells you how many calories to eat in a day. Um, now I'll tell you if you're not eating enough, cause that's a big struggle too, that I see a lot of women go through. Um, but we don't, we don't count calories. We talk about freedom because the, the truth is counting calories has a place. It is truly a tool that can work. Macros can work. Intermittent fasting can work. Keto can work. Paleo can work. It can all work. But if it is not rooted in a place of grace, in a mm. place of really seeking health, it is destined to fail just like every other diet. Yeah. So, um, you know, some, my long-term clients, we do sometimes move if they're interested in intermittent fasting, we move that way because that is a tool for health, but that is not a tool for losing weight, you know? So it, it's just, you have to start. I teach people like, Hey, my 40 day program is your foundation for your house. And then once you have that foundation, we can put up the walls. Those might look like intermittent fasting. Those might look like you choose, Hey, I want to eat paleo. It can look like whatever you want it to look like. It's your house, right? Um, and we put a roof on. And the the whole thing is you may decide you want to eat paleo for five years and you do that. And then all of a sudden you're like, I want to repaint the walls. And God may show you something different. You know, you may need to eat a different way. You may need to add something to the way you eat. You may need to take something away. I mean, this is a lifelong process, right? It's not like when you get saved, you don't just get saved and then everything the rest of your life is great, right? There's refining, right. there's sanctification that happens. It's the same way. Whenever you're on a journey of being healthy and living a healthy life, there's a sanctification process that happens in that. Yeah. That was like, this whole conversation is so great. I'm so glad we're having this conversation because summer's coming and like just to keep that in mind for these mamas, mm -hmm. like the extra stress that it puts on you, like mm -hmm. with summer coming, mm -hmm. like do it so that you can swim. And so you can run after your kids on the beach. Don't do it because you need to look good in that bathing suit. You yeah. know, yes. like do it. Like when you have, like you said, love as your motivator. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. It changes everything. It absolutely does. Mm -hmm. So, so I just want to, say thank you so much number one for this conversation it's blessed me so I know it's going to bless other people but I also want you to tell them that you're um about the offer that you're offering them if you enjoyed yeah. this conversation and that you know this is instead of doing that you know 40-day diet and exercise program heading into summer do this you know this yes 21, go ahead go ahead I'll let yes. you tell them about it yes yes I have a, a 21 day it's a bible study that's on my website and it's 21 days of basically merging your spiritual and physical health together um it talks about everything from you know what we've talked about here food freedom to sleep and stress it, it kind of covers the whole gamut of health and it's a 21 day study. And, um, so I'm going to give that to your listeners if they just want to enter the code faithful mama, and that's F A I T H F U L L M A M A in all caps, faithful mama. If you enter that, when you go to the checkout, when you get the 21 day nourished Bible study, um, so that'll give them that for free. And, um, and then I'd love to hear from them. You know, if people have questions, they can contact me through my website, which is the nourished body and soul or message me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm at be nourished CP.
So yeah, that 21 day Bible study, a lot of people have really benefited from that. And it's a great place to start. That's awesome. Thank you for giving them for for free. Um, I'll probably even do it too, because that's something that you kind of need to realign yourself with whenever, you know, you walk in Target, you see the bathing suits and you're like, ugh. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So to just have the right perspective, you know, going into the summer, like I think it's so important. So I appreciate your free offer. Honestly, I really do. I'm just grateful that my listeners get it for free too. Absolutely. Um, And then, um, so are you on any social? Yes, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and that's at be nourished CP. Okay, great. And, um, If there is, I always ask this question, if there is one thing that you want to leave these mamas with today, what is the one thing that you want them to not forget as they move on in their journey? Yeah, I think it all centers around grace. You know, it's how much grace would you give your friend if they were in the situation you find yourself in? And so just thinking about that, when the thoughts that circle in your head as a a mama, there's so much that goes with it, right? People do not tell you the amount of stress and guilt that just swirls around and clanks around inside your brain all day. And um, just every situation or every thought that you find just roaming through your head, whether it be about your health or about decisions you've made for your kids, or, you know, whether or not you've had enough time for your husband, those types of things that we wrestle with in our head all day, those thoughts, give yourself grace, the grace that you would give a friend who just told you that exact same thought. Um, And just thinking through the fact that, you know, you are fully loved and fully accepted in Christ. And because of that, you can work from that instead of for the love and acceptance, you're already fully loved and accepted. Thank you. Yeah. That was so good. Absolutely. Um, I needed to hear that too today. Yeah. Do we, <laughs> we all need those reminders. We all need those reminders for sure every day. Um, well, how about you go ahead and you close us in prayer today? I would love to. Thank you. Father, we just thank you for um, this podcast and for how you have allowed technology to reach out to so many people and how people from around the world can tap into this and hear your grace and love today, God. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for Jill and for her heart for mamas and for um, showing them how to live a fully abundant life in you, God. And I just pray that today we would all walk away from this and just rest in your grace and rest fully in your love and acceptance. Thank you so much for Jesus who laid his life down and rose again for us to give us that abundant life in every area, Lord, including our health and our nutrition. Thank you for your goodness and grace in our lives. In your holy name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so, so much. I'm so glad that we connected and that we had this conversation today, Kara. Me too. Thank you so much. For and you're welcome. You're, you're welcome back every spring so that oh, you can good. get us in the right frame of mind. <laughs> right before swimsuit season, huh? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, but honestly, thank you so much. It was a much needed conversation. Good. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Faithful Mama podcast, a place where we fill up on Jesus so we can pour into others. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to head over to the ratings and review section. And if this is something that you know will touch another mama's heart, please share it with her. 
And as always, stay faithful.